a clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. Stay winning at Capital One Arena when you use Clear. Download the free Clear app and use it to beat the crowds during the playoffs. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. It's the Capitals and the Florida Panthers in round one. Dan Rosen from NHL.com will join us in advance of the start of the playoffs as Washington looks to take down the President's Trophy winners. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, May 2nd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. It's the most exciting time of the year. The Stanley Cup playoffs get underway tonight. With four games on the schedule, the Capitals will have one final practice this morning at MedStar Capitals Iceplex at 10.30 before jetting off for the edge of the Everglades. Game one, Washington at Florida. Tomorrow night at FLA Live Arena at 7.30. A best of seven first round matchup. The Panthers finished the regular season as President's Trophy winners, a record of 58-18-6, and 122 points. It's their best season in franchise history. The Capitals struggled down the stretch, losing 5 of 6, but still finished with 100 points and a record of 44-26-12. It's just the second time since 2008 that the Capitals have entered the postseason as the lower seed. It's the first time since 2012. Kicking off our playoff coverage this morning, Ben Raby chatting with Dan Rosen from NHL.com on the playoff picture at large. The Caps and the Panthers, the New York Rangers, Toronto Maple Leafs, Carolina Hurricanes, and more as hockey's second season starts tonight. Well, here's a, here's a couple of numbers for you uh, on the Panthers. 29 comeback wins, right? So that's a lot of times that they've trailed in games and they've come back. 27 times they have trailed going into the third period of games. That, I believe, of the 16 playoff teams is the fifth most. They've won 11 of those games. Like, it's really impressive what they've been able to do. You can't rely on that in the playoffs. Will they be able to play a style of hockey that is more conducive to playoff hockey when they play an experienced team? Right? I mean, that's that's the thing, that they have to be able to handle that. And remember last year, they played in this phenomenal run-and-gun series of series. I got to cover, unfortunately, from my home office. From afar, yes. You know, not in Florida to do it. But they only won two games. And eventually, the Lightning just kind of leaned on them and said, we're going to take it away from you. And they did. So can the Florida Panthers rely on scoring four or five a night in the playoffs to win? Maybe on a handful of nights, but not enough. So they need to be able to play a a little bit more tighter. And if they can do that, they can go a long way. And you learn how to do that as the playoffs go on. So they might come out firing and be great. But then as the series goes on and as teams start to figure you out, you have to make adjustments and you have to be able to adjust to play a little bit tighter. Can they do that? If they can, they'll go on a run. I think they have the snarl as well. Thinking about Tampa Bay a few years ago, they loaded up that third line, their bottom six. They wanted to become tough to play against. Is Florida equipped in that regard, regardless of the final score of a given game? Yeah, I do think they have that. Now, they need Aaron Ekblad 
in the lineup, right? So that's number one. They need him, and I, uh, hopefully he's back. They do have Snarl. You, you think of some of the guys that they've got, right? Sam Bennett's got Snarl to his game. I think Sam Reinhardt does too, but we really haven't seen it in a playoff atmosphere because he's never been there before. Patrick Hornquist has a lot of snarl in his game. Ryan Lomberg does as well. Uh, Barkov can play that way. Let's give him a lot of credit. And Huberto's been very physical this season too. So there is that in their game. More importantly though, is there the control in their game. Their ability to say, we don't need to take that chance right now. We, we've scored three. We don't need four. We need to just not give up the third. And, and they haven't played that way all year. They've always gone for the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, right? And in some cases, they've needed it, even seven. They have to be able to realize that they can get the three and still win. And, and can they do that is the biggest question. Meanwhile, in these parts, the New York Rangers from afar, they've been a fun team to watch just in terms of a team that has been trending in the right direction for several years and now ready to make a push for a deep postseason run. They're more than Igor Shesterkin, right? That's what everybody says. Sell us on the Rangers just in terms of the sustainability after a strong regular season success to potentially translate that into playoff success. Well, they are more than Igor Shesterkin now. They weren't earlier in the season. Chris Kreider's had a great season, 52 goals, 25 or 26 on the power play. Um, so we know that uh, Mika's been Mika Zibanejad's been great. They got four seventy-point scores or more. Panarin's got ninety-six. Zibanejad's got eighty-one. You know, Adam Fox is in there as well with Kreider. And Shesterkin has been lights out all year long. I mean, at one point he dipped from superhuman to human, but he's pretty much been superhuman all year long. They really needed him to be that way through the first really like three quarters of the season then they made the additions at the trade deadline and Andrew Kopp who you know has been injured a little bit but should be ready to go for game one has made a huge difference for them as has Frank Petrano Tyler Mott would have been but he's out with an upper body injury so those additions have really filled out the depth of the Rangers lineup and they have gone from becoming from being a team that was given up 32 shots a night and chance after chance that Igor Shosturkin had to turn away to a team that's pretty much given up 24 or 25 shots a night and so much better in front of their goaltender who has still been great right when he needs to be he's been fantastic but they've been better so I think that is the thing they, they've just been way better just playing more playoff style conducive to winning in the playoffs and if they can carry that in and still have Igor Shesterkin be the way he's been and a power play that's been lights out they can go on a run Interesting you mentioned the shot suppression of late because the Rangers, not unlike Carolina, they rank 1-2 in goals against average, but Carolina also, too, with the with the shot suppression. They have questions in the goal leading into the postseason, but two teams, it sounds like, yes, the goaltenders, you give them the credit, but around them, playing well and clamping down as well. Well, yeah, and I think Carolina, the thing with them all season long, they've played that way, you know, and Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta, who get the Jennings Award, have benefited from a system of the way the Carolina Hurricanes play, their system, the way they insulate their goalies, and their goalies have been really good, too, Anderson and Ranta. For a long time here with the Rangers, it was it was Shesterkin. They weren't insulating him, right? I mean, he was facing a lot of rubber. Now they are. Now they've been way better at doing that. So the fact that he is second, or he, he and Alexander Georgiev are second in the Jennings, is actually remarkable and a full testament to them because the Rangers weren't playing like a team that was one of the top defensive teams in the league for a long time. They are now. Interesting in terms of the second half turnaround there. Final couple of things. I I like what you wrote a few weeks ago. I think this may have been right after the Rangers clinched the playoff spot talking to Chris Kreider. 
who was sort of the last man standing from the previous regime who saw the playoff success in 2012-2014 and sort of now the changing of the guard. But Chris Kreider, golly, what's gotten into him? A 50-goal scorer after what his career high was 28-29 entering this year. Yeah, he had 28 twice, and now he's at 52. Uh, where did it come from, right? Uh, yeah. he's, he's got 28 goals at home. It, that was his previous career high. He's got 28 at home uh, this season. And I think the number is 25. It might be 26 now on the power play, which is remarkable and has been a huge reason why his goal scoring has boomed. But w- one of the things that was very interesting, Marty St. Louis, coach of the Montreal Canadiens, who played with Chris Kreider here, was in the building Wednesday, and I asked him the question about Chris Kreider. Why does he think Chris Kreider has gone the direction he's gone? And it was, his answer was great. He said he used to be all fastball. And he, he's found some other pitches now. And he really has. He used to be a guy that just flew up the wing, would dive in front of the net. And, you know, and, Sometimes and he wouldn't it. stop in Sometimes front of the net. Sometimes he wouldn't stop. Ask Carey Price, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, you know, and now he plays a much more sound, intelligent game. He, his goal scoring is all around the net, but he does have a good shot that's dangerous. But really, it's not just front of the net. And I think that's a misnomer with Kreider. People say he's a great net front presence. He's a great around the net presence. He scored a lot of goals this season to the side of the post, just angling his stick and having it on the ice because he knows that Fox and Panarin and Strom and Zabanajad can get it to him on the power play. He's been smarter. He's been more efficient in his shifts. He's been better overall, and he still is playing with that power speed game. Final thing as we take a look around the Eastern Conference, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I know a topic discussed on the latest installment of the At The Ring podcast from afar as well. They, they, they just, they fascinate me just in terms of the storyline and what happens if they lose in round one. Is this the year, Dan, regardless of opponent? Maybe it has to do with opponent, but are they equipped to finally get over the hurdle and maybe not unlike the Capitals years ago, once they get over that hurdle with the weight off the shoulders, maybe they're positioned to go deep. Well, and that's the thing. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Capitals before they finally got over the hurdle. The, the Capitals had more playoff success than the Leafs have had in recent years. It was years. round two as opposed to yeah, round one. Exactly. They at least got around in. Um, I, I think the Leafs are equipped. I question their goaltending, obviously. I'm not the only one doing that. But if, if they get quality goaltending, they're equipped to do it because they have, they're have they loaded with talent. They're way deeper. They're, they're way deeper now than they were back in February. The additions they made have been terrific as well. But the pressure is so high. This is the Maple Leafs team that hasn't gotten out of the first round since 2004. Okay, And now this group has never done it and they have a lot of days playoff disappointments. They have the most wins and the most points in Toronto Maple Leafs history. They have to win. Like, if they lose in the first round, heads will roll. Like, there will be changes. Where they make them, I don't know, but there will be. So they have to win. Like, just a round. Like, get out of the first round and then you go, right? But can they do it? I think they can if they get the goaltending playing Tampa in the first round, I mean, I think they should relish it. Go big or go home. You have an opportunity then to knock off the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs and seal your team as the legit team. Well, go do it. Appreciate it. Dan Rosen from NHL.com, the At The Ring podcast with Sean Rourke. Enjoy the playoffs, Dan. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, fellas. Four games tonight to hold you over before the Caps start tomorrow night with the Panthers. The Boston Bruins, the first wildcard team in the East, They're in Carolina tonight to begin a best-of-seven set with the Metropolitan Division-winning Hurricanes. That game starts at 7.30. 
You can see it on ESPN. Tampa Bay, the two-time defending champions, they start the 2022 postseason tonight as the lower seed in the first round. They'll face the number two team in the Atlantic, the Toronto Maple Leafs. That game also starting at 7.30, and you can see that on ESPN2. In the West tonight, the St. Louis Blues, the three seed in the Central, traveling to Minnesota to face the Wild. They're the two in that division. That will get going at 9.30, and that game on ESPN following the conclusion of Carolina-Boston. And then finally tonight out West, it's the Los Angeles Kings, the three seed in the Pacific, facing the two seed Edmonton Oilers. That game at 10 o'clock, and that will be on ESPN2. It's the Caps and the Florida Panthers in game one of the first round tomorrow night. A 7.30 puck drop at FLA Live Arena. All games in the Stanley Cup playoffs locally here in D.C. can be heard on 106.7 The Fan. You can hear the games everywhere else on Caps Radio 24-7. Heard for free at CapsRadio247.com. As we leave you this morning, one last moment of levity before the seriousness of the Stanley Cup playoffs begin. A tradition like no other, producer Mike Callow's carefully curated mistakes, laughs, and hilarity that came from the radio booth this season. We fondly call it the blooper reel. We play it every year, the final intermission of the regular season. If you missed it Friday night in New York, fear not. Here it is to close out the show today. We've got full team coverage from Sunrise tomorrow here on the show. Ben Raby going to be on the scene with me in Sunrise. Ken Sabarin, Tarek El-Bashir, Samantha Pell. We'll have player interviews, analysis, and more of this first-round matchup from every angle starting tomorrow morning from the Sunshine State. In the meantime, have a great Monday. Enjoy the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight, and we'll come at you tomorrow from South Florida. Nine forty-nine to go in the second period. Are we under attack in here? What was that? <laughs> I think Tim's mad at us or something. Did you throw that at us, Tim? Man, look at I got. Hey, kid, you got drenched. A can of ginger ale just came flying in the booth. I don't know. It, I don't even know where it came from. <laughs> Maybe angry fan. Maybe it's gravy. Does this happen to you between the benches all the time? It never happened. You show up upstairs. I get tape thrown at me. I get a lot of stuff thrown at me from the players, but not the uh, soda cans. No. <laughs> No, no. I gotta dry clean my suit. Well, you haven't done it in two years. <laughs> I don't even. That's uh, a little scary. Tim Parker has fessed up. I thought, I thought that someone <laughs> throwing grenades. I thought it. someone would throw a can of ginger ale at you from down to the 400 level. That was not the case, thankfully. I mean, the the ginger ale fell from about eight feet, blew up. It is all over all the wall. Me. It's all over you. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't get hit. Yeah, you know what? It didn't take us long to make the blooper reel. Yeah. First night of the preseason, <laughs> and we're on there already. Mike Callow's just sitting in the studio going, yes, boys, keep it up. In the second period. So there you go. Microphones work great. Face off to the right. For the Capitals, score a goal in the last minute of any regulation period. Fans get a free six-piece Chicken McNuggets with minimum $1 purchase tomorrow only on the McDonald's app. My question for you, Ben Raby, is this. Did you cash in on that yesterday? You didn't, did you? I could tell with a look on your face.
The line at the drive-thru. Oh, come on. Mike Callow telling us that it is snowing on Wisconsin Avenue in Bethesda. It is here downtown as well. The white stuff is here, Ken, so I hope you got your eggs and your milk before the game. (laughs) Well, I'm sure there's none out there right now. I can guarantee you that. You know, for that three-hour storm we're having, you better load up. Face-off back down into the corner for Myers. Well, this has been some kind of period with 25.9 to go in the second. Well, the good news, it's almost over. It's almost over. (laughs) Third period around the corner. There's standings points on the line. Play yourself a 25, 20-minute game and possibly get yourself two points. Let's hope it's not 25 as the puck comes in along the far <laughs> wing for Jensen. Picks it up in an near circle. He'll go cross ice, still in his own end. It's become a shitty hockey game right now. Just back and forth, no hitting, just burn that clock. That was with ends, two ends in that word, right? <laughs> yes. Just making sure. Back in behind the net, controlled here by Michael Kempney. <laughs> Gave Mike Callow the shakes on that one. <laughs> It's sent back in by Carolina. You are a loyal listener to the show. You know about the Space Heater 5000 in the home booth at Capital One Arena. Well, engineer Doug Lane and Ken Sabrin have their own Space Heater, and they've left me out of the cold. But I suppose, Ken, that's probably turnabout is fair play because you don't usually get one, so you can have it. Yeah, one game a year. I mean, figure it out. I mean, you guys are up there in your nice condo, feet up sweat and I'm down in between the benches and it's minus 50. Should be noted you don't even have a coat on anymore and I'm shivering over here (laughs) so just wanted to pass that along. Seven minutes gone by in the first. We I feel bad. I know you do. Near side Backstrom. Here's the voice of your Washington Capitals John Walton. Ben Raby back with you in the broadcast booth high above ringside. John will be with us in just a moment getting set for the Capitals and the Tampa Bay Lightning. John, it's a 7-15 pregame tonight. Welcome. It's good to be here. Thanks for joining us here on the Capitals Radio Network. Breaking news from the Department of Player Safety, Ken. Brendan Lemieux of the LA Kings gets five games for fighting Brady Kachuk of the Ottawa Senators. That was a bizarre sequence, and Lemieux going to pay the price. Five games. Things happen in the heat of the moment. I understand that, but uh, I agree with that suspension. I know you did a lot of hacking and whacking, but no biting, right? No biting, no. (laughs) No. You made a career out of hacking and whacking. (laughs) Good thing they had cohos back then. (laughs) Two-nothing, Minnesota on top. Did you get any stat sheets in the first period, Ken? (laughs) Yeah, I saw one come down like an airplane. For those who are sitting at 418, we apologize. You got a couple of paper airplanes thrown your way. We had stat sheets that were provided by Caps BR, and Ben dumped them over the side. Oh, well. It's an accident. Second period underway. Sure, there's some good nuggets in there. Back in behind the net. Controlled now into the right wing corner. Be in this building long enough, you see it all, boy. You toss them over? <laughs> And that is our Sprinkler Fitters, Local Union 669, save of the game. Sprinkler Fitters, Local Union 669, save of the game right there. We'll get to the official read in just a moment. That is going on the blooper reel. I know it. Mike Callow is making a note right now. He is taking out a pen and paper. There it is. We are 75 games into the season. And it was bound to happen. It is our sprinkler fitter save of the game. I was going to offer to do the read. I have it over here. Yeah. 
That's where it was. <laughs> I was looking for it. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.